can't just like put out a lot of content and then drop off the face of earth and expect people in this very fickle time with social media and with this super short attention span to still fully remember me when I come back and I'm like, hey guys, I've taken my break, now embrace me again <laughs> and my content. It just doesn't really work that way on social media. Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Hello creators, we are back with another influencer therapy session. Last time I posted this kind of episode was probably like two months ago and several of you lovely listeners actually DM'd us and told us that you love this type of episode. So I'm really happy to say we're back with influencer therapy session part two. So I'll be completely honest with you. Today's therapy session is as much for you as it is for me. You may have noticed that I haven't been very consistent with this podcast, the full-time influencer podcast in the last month or so. And I always pray and hope that nobody notices I'm uploading on a Tuesday and not our scheduled Mondays, or I'm uploading it like late Monday night and not Monday morning as it should be. And that I also took a near month long break from podcast episodes for um, the last few weeks. And the truth is I'm just really burnt out. So between juggling multiple Instagram pages, a TikTok channel that I don't even actively post on, an email list, a podcast, a clothing line, almost 2,000 students in the full-time influence program and the Reels Rocketship program, managing two employees, a contractor, and also just dealing with the back end of my business, it's really hard for me to stay consistent. And look, I know I'm not the only one going through creator burnout. And even if you are just starting out to try and grow on one platform, you could be experiencing burnout too. Trust me, I have been there, done that. And I know that it takes a lot of effort to get a page started. So in the beginning, you're putting out a lot of effort when you're seeing not as much return um, as later on when you have it up and running. Maybe you have a demanding full-time job or you have family duties and at the same time, you're trying to grow your page. And we all know that, you know, growing social media is not easy. It's not like a piece of cake. You just post whenever you want and then you can ghost and you're still going to be able to grow. That's just not how it works. And so it requires a lot of effort and a lot of dedication, but we're all juggling so much in our lives. And it's just really normal for us to go through burnout. And the truth is every creator experiences creator burnout, whether you are a smaller creator or a really large creator. So before we continue, I guess I should kind of define what creator burnout is. I feel like this is a topic that only in more recent years has come to light because quite frankly, before more recent years, there was no such thing as like creators as a job. There was no creator economy. I mean, that term probably came about in the last two or three years or so. Um, so what is creator burnout? 
The way I define it is when you go so hard at content creation and building your online business that you just get so depleted and exhausted and showing up and creating content feels like more like a chore and something you have to do than something you enjoy, which is probably why you started. And every day you just kind of dread having to show up online, go back to work and work on your page and your online business, your online personal brand. There's just kind of this lack of motivation and a period of very like low energy. And oftentimes it also reflects on the content itself. So burnout can hit people really differently. And for me as an introvert, I feel like it it hits extra hard. Not to say that it doesn't hit extroverts either, but just I feel like showing up online is like giving a part of your energy to people. And so as an introvert where I get energy from not showing up, it feels like it hits me extra hard. And I think creator burnout is across all social media platforms. It doesn't matter if you're a TikTok creator, YouTube creator, or an Instagram creator like me, or you create across multiple platforms. It's very prevalent nowadays to, to be burnt out. So um, an immediate example that I can think of right now is Emma Chamberlain. She, um, I watched a recent YouTube episode by Colin and Samir talking about her leaving YouTube, basically quitting YouTube. Um, and she said in one of her podcast episodes that she has burnt out so many times and it's just really hard for her to to be able to show up with the same energy and consistently put out the YouTube content. And that once she got off YouTube, her mental well-being got a lot better. And I can understand this because Emma Chamberlain is someone with her own business, with this channel and with other channels, and she has such a big, huge, huge influence. And a lot of what she does is documenting her daily life. And so it's not like you can really like batch create that or create a really simple processes and just run it like a a totally detached business. It's all about her and her personality. So her need to show up is even more than other creators. For example, creators who educate or creators who are in a particular niche, let's say travel. And so you travel for a month and then you stop for a month and you travel for a month and you stop for a month. So there's breaks in between, right? And for creators like me, <laughs> you can batch create your content so that it goes out um, periodically, you know, scheduled and goes out. Whereas Emma, for herself, she's more about her her lifestyle and the way she portrays life. And also she does the editing herself still because that's where the creativity comes from. So that, that's what makes her YouTubes really unique and really like distinctly her. And so I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's particularly hard for someone like her and why she experiences so much burnout. Another influencer I recently thought of as an example of probably experiencing burnout is Leonie Honey. And I don't even know if that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, but she is a German fashion influencer with millions of followers on Instagram. And I do believe Instagram is her main platform. And from time to time, I will see her just getting really, really sick. And I also see her traveling like crazy around the world for fashion week, for certain campaigns, for certain events. And she is always just 
constantly on the go, constantly putting out content. I rarely ever see her take a break from content. Even when she was sick recently, where she announced that she was sick and she was a little absent from stories, it was just a, a couple days, I don't know, a few days, and she was still posting in the feed. And I'm not sure how much help she gets, but it's still so impressive that someone who is managing so much can still somehow always be present and posting and always online like that. And I bet, although she doesn't say it openly, I bet creator burnout hits her really hard as well. Because quite frankly, as a single person, as a single influencer who has to show up for the show to keep going, there's only so much you can physically do without your body breaking down. So for me, actually, I was trying to juggle multiple businesses and trying to create good content uh, for my Instagram pages. And also I was doing a course launch just about a month ago. It was a few weeks ago now that we um, opened the full-time influencer program to the public. And it's always a big undertaking for me. It's a big ordeal. And to go along with that, I decided... I don't know how I decided that, but I decided that it would be a good idea to bring my team members and my husband on a trip across Europe so that I could get content at the same time as the course launch. And in hindsight, I really think I should have took on less and tried to probably keep it to a destination and not try to like move across countries every few days and then create epic content while trying to launch a course. Nonetheless, uh, my whole point was that eventually I think I just mentally and physically broke down um, through the process and I think it really only happened after I finished the course launch and then my body was like, nope, uh, you are not well. And it just showed me in every single way. It was either like I had a cyst in my eye or like I got some kind of infection in my mouth or, um, and then I got a cold, like a feverish cold. I got really, really tired. I could barely get out of bed, um, sneezing and had a runny nose and all of that stuff. <laughs> so through this experience, I just, I had to take a break. And so the last, I would say, two weeks or so, I've been just kind of taking it easy and I have just allowed myself to feel more relaxed, to take more time, to do things that aren't related to my business, to eat what I want and you know drink if I wanted to and watch TV shows and just basically be just just be a lazy person for a few for a couple weeks and um even though i do say that i still went and created content for the cherry blossom season and um i still did get some reels and posts in there so i know it feels like such a first world problem for me to sit here and complain about creator burnout because um i think pewdiepie said this once in an article and he said it perfectly he said when you're blessed with many opportunities, it's hard to say no, and you can easily find yourself with too many obligations to keep up. And I, I fully agree with this because I understand and I recognize that I'm so fortunate to be in the position that I am in to even have multiple businesses and to to have employees that, that can help to alleviate the work for me. But 
nonetheless, it is something that is a real problem. Burnout is a real issue, and it's very important to acknowledge that, address that, and then move forward with more strength after you have recovered. So that was a really long-winded intro to talk about creator burnout, and now I will talk a little bit more about why this issue comes about, why we experience creative burnout, and are there any solutions, what potential solutions we may have to combat creative burnout or prevent it or to recover from it. So let's start with why we all experience creative burnout. Number one, I don't want to be that creator who is like, complain, complain, complain. But the first thing is, I do have to say, it is kind of a problem with the algorithm where if you take an extended break from any platform, and this is not just Instagram, this is like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, I don't know, probably even Twitter, but I am not on Twitter. If you take an extensive break, it often means that you are uh, not so present Many people have moved on or forgotten about you in a very, very quick pace. And then also it's not in favor with the algorithm because quite frankly, these platforms want you to consistently create content so that they can continue to keep the audience's attention. So that's audience retention that they want. And as a channel, no matter it's YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, you're not going to get really great retention by disappearing and showing back up and disappearing and showing back up and basically sending a message to your audience that you're not going to be consistently showing up. You're not going to be consistently there to, to bring them that content that they really want to see. And so they somewhat lose interest or they just don't know what to expect, really. They just don't know when you're going to be showing up next and then when you're going to be taking another hiatus. And so that reflects in the algorithm because that is not favorable for these platforms. That does not work well for these platforms that rely, that the entire profit relies on audience retention. So essentially, it would be impossible for us to take a healthy break off of the platform without being punished by the algorithm. And I think most of us know this, and that's why everybody preaches consistency, including myself. And that's why we all feel pressured to always show up, to always be creating and posting, and, and therefore we experience burnout. So another reason that is somewhat similar to the algorithm and how it works is the need to keep up the momentum, quote unquote. Because when you get a let's say a viral reel, for example, you get this crazy amount of dopamine and you want more. You want more of that success and that those, you want to see those numbers go up. And so you keep putting out more. And with that, it really leads to uh, just more burnout and more exhaustion. This actually happened to me, I think it was early 2021. So in 2020 August, Instagram announced that they were going to do reels. At first I was reluctant and I decided to just post a few and see how it goes. And then I started to gain some traction after say like nine or 10 reels. And then from there, that's when I was like, okay, double down on this. And I really went ham on posting reels. It was very frequent, a lot of them. And I also, in addition to utilizing old content, I also created a lot of new content, like new reels. And it just got 
to be so much because I also wanted the concepts to either be creative or be educational. Like it had to be all these things. And so I tried not to use any filler reels. And so then it got so exhausting and tiring that after a few months, I kind of just um, burnt out. And after that, I stopped posting as frequently. Um, that was another instance where I also burnt out. On that note, I do feel like there is this misconception that as creators, we always need to be creative because we are creators. But I'll tell you this, it is unnatural for human beings to always be on and always be creative. Like one day we need to put on our business hat and know how to market ourselves and make a media kit and then land these brand deals and negotiate our best rate. And then the next day we need to be a super creative artist and put out the best work. But for me, I feel like being a good business person often conflicts with being a true artist or, or truly creative person. And so we're constantly switching on and off these different parts of our brains and also, even if we're not putting on our business hat, sometimes we're just not inspired. Sometimes we just don't get that spark. And I actually think we need to really normalize that for creators. We need to put it out there that you don't always have to be putting out your best work in order to be a good creator. I think it's more important that you have a healthy balance that works for you personally so that you can be pretty consistent overall and that sometimes you have periods of peak creativity and then sometimes it's not so much and I think at least I know for me that will help me a lot with the mental pressure that I go through to keep putting out creative things um, I guess partially also because a lot of what I put out is creative like I would say half of my content is luxury travel and the other half is more about creativity and so every time I one up myself I feel more pressure to to need to keep leveling up from what I last did and then each time the audience is less impressed with the creative concepts you know other than the core cool audience who sees basically everything I put out there just always so supportive and so I think there is this pressure as creators as people online that we need to always be putting out the same quality content. And I just think that that is purely a misconception. Similar to that concept though, we also don't really have weekends, um, as especially as lifestyle creators. We are sharing our lifestyle. We are sharing our personality with everyone. And so your weekend is part of your life. And so on weekends, we are still showing up on Instagram. We're still showing up in stories or posting. And you don't really get to have a day off. I mean, you could. Of course you could. I take several days off posting sometimes. But especially in the beginning when you're trying to grow, it's really important that you are posting consistently. And yeah, I'm sorry to say that, but it really is required. Like the hard work and hustle in the beginning really is necessary to get that momentum going and then when you have critical mass it's a lot easier to be more flexible with your time and your posting schedule but in general though as a person who is putting out content our audience is always consuming content so for us it almost feels like we always need to be putting out content it doesn't matter if it's a monday or if it's a saturday you people still expect to go to your page and see something new for that day 
And also, this relates also to how many brand deals we can get. This relates to how much money we can make in our business. If we don't show up for work, then it means less brand deal opportunities, less opportunities to be discovered by brands, less obviously less opportunities to grow and be seen by a new audience. But let's say if you're a creator who has products to sell, that also means less product sales, whether it's physical products or digital products. And so the need to constantly show up to make that income just just adds to that pressure and it's an immense amount of pressure for me personally and I think that's some mental work that I need to do myself. So this actually relates to a concept called the paradox of permission. So we didn't need any permission to start our page, right? We could just go on social media, create a new profile and start building our online personal brand. We don't need any capital or anyone and like any traditional media, like a magazine or TV show to give us permission to start building that following and building our media outlet. But at the same time, because we don't need permission from anybody, we also often don't give ourselves permission to rest. This is very, very different to a traditional work structure where maybe it's a nine to five or you have a set number of hours where you can say, I clock in at nine and then I clock out at five or six or whatever. And for us um, as freelancers, as content creators, as people who whose business is driven solely by ourselves, whenever we don't work, we are not contributing to our career. Whereas if you're at a, if you work for a company, if I'm not contributing to work and I'm having my time off, I'm having my time off. I will go and do whatever I want and I'll just go eat or cook or take my time and watch TV shows with no guilt whatsoever. But when you work for yourself, there's always this like lingering sense of guilt when you're trying to take a day off or take a night off and not work because when you are taking that day off, other people are probably working. And it always feels to us like other people are racing ahead of you. And so there's an immense amount of pressure and guilt for people who choose to forge their own path and um, decide how they want to scale their business and their income. Don't get me wrong though, there's no way I would go back to a nine to five. Well, I'll never say never, but the chances are insanely low. And I remember my husband asking me like, oh, would you ever go back to your lingerie designer job? And yeah, as much as it was like a reasonably enjoyable job, I would never ever go back. It's just the reality. I have built this, I guess, what do you want to call it? Like this online platform for myself um, across multiple platforms actually. And I am really so happy about the way I get to live my life now, even if it comes with this lack of permission to take a break or the mental stress or the feeling of guilt when I'm not always working and furthering my business. I'm sure if you are uh, someone who is working on a hustle, you know, trying hard to grow your following and then trying hard to get those paid brand deals, you will absolutely understand 
what I'm talking about. And I think there's pros and cons to everything. There's pros and cons to the nine to five. There's pros and cons to having your own business. But for me, it's just the truth that the only way that you can scale exponentially is by having your own business. That you cannot scale exponentially by working for somebody else. And now, as I grow my business and I try to scale my business even more, I feel this pressure even more heavily because I now have more responsibilities and more people to take care of. Before, when I was doing less work or、um, had less businesses, it was just me and just me. <laughs> If I didn't want to show up, it didn't affect anybody. If I didn't want to launch this course this month, it didn't matter. But now I have two permanent team members. Two lovely team members who help me a lot that I、um, have on my payroll, and so it's very important that I, you know, am responsible for them. That I continue to get this business going, think think of ways to further this business, grow this business, so that we can all grow together. And I need to really be more disciplined to be a good boss, because before I was just more disciplined for myself. And now I have to be disciplined, not just for myself, but for everybody involved in my business. In a way, I hired team members so that they can help take things off of my plate. But at the same time, managing people also adds more to my plate. So it kind of adds to the sense of exhaustion and burnout. And so I definitely feel like there's a lot of things that I can implement better to improve our work processes and build a better system. For all of us, for our team members and me, going forward, so that we can really work together seamlessly and avoid extended periods of burnout like this, where I just need to take a step back, and then they are kind of left without instructions for like a week or two. Now, this is something I'm constantly learning as I am just a. New boss and learning how to manage and create systems and just be better with operations overall. And so, after sharing all of that and having taken my break and now ready to get back into it, I do want to share several potential solutions to this feeling of burnout that we might all be experiencing. So, let's begin with just allowing yourself to. Take a break. Not show up for a day or two when you don't want to, and I say a day or two because yes, I don't go offline for more than two days usually. But I used to have so much guilt when I don't show up, even for just one day. And I realized it's not really that bad.、Um, a lot of people don't need to see you every day, and it's nice to take a little break. And then when you show back up, at least you have more energy. You are more ready to to be on camera. You have、um, more positive energy to bring to your audience. And I think that will show too. And I think people. Are appreciative of that, and quite frankly, nobody notices your absence if it's just for a couple days or a few days. My one caveat is that when you are trying to grow in the beginning, it would be not so advised to take frequent multiple day breaks because you won't just simply won't have enough content out there to be discovered and seen. So that's why it's very important in the beginning. 
to be really, really consistent and post more frequently. And another reason is because when you're just starting out, you're just learning how to create better content, and you can only get better by practice. And so it's important to create more. And through all of the creation, you'll continually learn and evolve and grow and improve. Now, my second suggestion is to find a sustainable format of content creation so that you can create consistently. So let me explain this a little bit. If you are trying to create YouTube vlogs for your travel and you're trying to get there first thing in the morning to get the most epic shareable content, and you're also trying to do a reel where every scene is a transition that seamlessly goes together, you probably can't create consistently, and you'll burn out even faster than usual. So, what is a more sustainable? Format sustainable type of content that you can so that you can repeat the process, you know, because every time we do something new or、um, do something difficult, we have to put a lot of effort into that. So, what are some content that have historically performed well for you, and you can just repeat the same kind of content, and then just push out more content so that you can stay more consistent. This isn't just for consistency and for showing up frequently. It's also good for building your brand so that people know you for something. The immediate example that I can think of is Marta Sierra. She does a lot of these, like walking through multiple locations and changing outfits, or like. Uh, pointing your finger, going ding, and then it goes from day to night. You know those kinds of really short snippets of creative reels. And she also has a series where she will use、um, modeling pictures, like magazine poses and Zara poses, and make a reel out of it. So those are her formats that she has found to be sustainable that she can create consistently, and I'm sure she has the science of it down because she's done it so many times, and a lot of them she can guarantee a certain amount of interest and engagement. So that is her. Format and she has found her formula. So what you need to do is find a formula that works for you and the content type that you put out. That also at the same time represents your brand and continues to build your personal brand. Are you enjoying the Full Time Influencer Podcast so far? If so, then we'd love for you to share this episode with someone who will benefit from it, or share this episode to your Instagram stories. Our mission is to help aspiring creators around the world, and with your help, we get one step closer with every share. Thank you so much, and now back to the show. Now, my next suggestion might be a little bit、um, trickier because of the algorithm, like I explained earlier. But、um, Colin, Colin and Samir actually suggested this in one of the podcast episodes, and I will link it in the show notes. But they suggested that maybe creators can have seasons, like the TV show Euphoria has different seasons, and it drops at different times of the year. You know, like one season per year or two season drops per year. And in creator terms, this would be like a period of time where you go all out. Like a few months where you go all out and you just bang out like banger content, and then a period of more low time where you do more reposts, where you do more fillers, and you don't show up as much, but you take a, a better break, 
and you、um, take care of yourself more, and you recharge basically before you regain that creativity and that spark, and then go all out with your content again. So it's this concept of seasons for your content and for the way you show up. So the way you can imagine it is if you, like I mentioned, imagine TV shows, or even if you imagine celebrities who have to do movies once a year or once every two years, when they are not doing the movies, they're not going on a press tour or anything. They're just probably doing their own thing, resting or filming for the next big project. And when they are putting out the movie, then they will go on tour and just go on all the TV shows, go on all the magazines, do all the photo shoots, and really show up as much as possible. And so that is their period of、um, really being present and showing up. And then after that, they will、um, be less in the forefront of everything and take a break. So this was actually also suggested to me by my husband a while ago, before I even ever watched the Colin and Samia podcast episode. He suggested that I do these seasonal drops because he saw how exhausted I was、um, after a period of just intense creating, and he felt like this was not a sustainable way to to. Put out content, and I explained to him that as much as I would like to do that, I think it would be pretty hard. I don't know how feasible it is because I can't just like put out a lot of content and then drop off the face of earth and expect people in this very fickle time with social media and with this super short attention span. To still fully remember me when I come back, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I've taken my break now. Embrace me again <laughs> and my content." It just doesn't really work that way on social media, and so instead of I think going all out and then dropping off the face of Earth, the better way to do it would be to have maybe a period of two or three months where you focus more on original content and just really putting all you have into creating content and putting out content, and then to plan a few months after that where you are a little bit more chill. Maybe you don't show up as frequently in stories, and you use more reposting of your popular posts, and you feel use some more filler content or just old content you've already created to piece together something new. So instead of it being like a hard drop off, just have it be more like a high season and low season. So that's another suggestion that we can. Think about and maybe even have a discussion about. If you have thoughts on this, DM us at fulltimeinfluencer.co. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Now, my next tip is a, a more practical one, and this might not be financially feasible for everyone, but I would really suggest if you're experiencing burnout to see is there any way you can outsource and outsource as much as you can. So the way you would do it is to list out all of the tasks that you have to do involving your business. And then next to it, put how much you enjoy it, and then another column for、uh, whether it can be outsourced or done by somebody else. From there, you can use the items that can be outsourced to find a person who can fill this role for you. So whoever is listening to this, you may be at this stage right now, or maybe you're not quite at that outsourcing stage yet. But when you can, I think it's very important to start investing in. Outsourcing because that's the only way you can get your time back and your energy back, so that you can do even more things and potentially grow even faster. 
So I actually only really started outsourcing after uh, in 2020, I think, late 2020. And it was a huge help for me because I was able to focus a lot more on, let's say, for example, my editing, which I feel is not something I can outsource. Or when I had multiple social media platforms, I could outsource entirely one of the pages to one of our team members. And they have done a wonderful job at just staying consistent on there and using the content that we have to post on there. So when you grow as a creator and as a business, outsourcing will become huge. It will really help to um, help you prevent these burnouts. And also if you're able to set up systems as early on as you can so that your team members can continue to keep the lights on when you need to take a step back, when you need to take a break and rest a little bit. Um, so that's something that I'm setting up myself and I don't think I have the right systems in place yet because right now I'm still very much the bottleneck for a lot of decision making. So even if my team members want to help me, there's still much that I need to provide for them before we can move forward. So that is definitely something that I'm currently actively working on in my business. Now, the next few suggestions that I want to give to you about um, preventing burnout and also how to re recover from burnout is much more about your mental state. So it's not just about like physically not being able to create as much, right? I think your mental state will kill you faster than your physical state can. And this is definitely something that I have battled with in the last couple years. And I've come to a few conclusions where I think these have helped me a lot to combat that mental burnout where I just feel a total lack of motivation. Number one is when you decide to shut off and take a break, you want to shut off completely. Now, I'm very, very guilty of not doing this right. Often when I decide I'm going to take a break and I'm going to watch TV, I'm still on my computer. I'm still on my phone and I'm still checking it every 15 minutes while I'm trying to watch a TV show with my husband. And he will kind of force me to shut off the computer, shut off the phone. When you want to relax, really try to 100% shut off so that you can really recharge and get that energy back. And another thing that I have found helpful is to really take care and prioritize your mental health. And what I mean is like you can meditate or you can go talk to a therapist. And I have done both. Meditation maybe is, I haven't fully gotten into it yet, but I do listen to meditation podcasts from time to time. And they do help to calm my mind and help me put everything into perspective. And speaking to a therapist is similar where it does help to put things into perspective. Just being able to speak to someone who is a professional to get your head into the right space is immensely helpful. And in addition to maybe therapy with a therapist, just talk to people who can understand. Talk to other creators who might be going through the same problem. I find that when I talk to my creator friends about my issues, people who may be going through the same issues are at the same level as you. It's so helpful. Um, it, I feel so much more validated in my stress. And um, you just know that, oh yeah, other people are going through similar things as well. And so if they can do it, I can do it too. So speak to someone who can understand. And lastly, maybe this one doesn't apply to you and it's just more of a me thing, 
But what I have found um, helps is to find joy in things that don't exist online. And maybe to some of you, this sounds absolutely ridiculous. Like, of course, I find joy in things that don't exist online. But for me personally, uh, my career and everything online social media has basically, it's basically my life. And I've dedicated my life to this so that I can grow faster, grow my business faster and do more things. But that also means that I do less things that aren't related to it. I rarely purchase items that don't go towards photos. I don't really hang out with a lot of friends who aren't creators. Although that's more because my friends are not geographically in the same area as me and many of them have gone on to build their own families and so they're very busy themselves and that's the main reason I don't see my friends that aren't creators. Um, but I would say like most of the time I only hang out with other creator friends. So everything that I do in my life somehow relates to my existence online. And what I realized was that I really need to do things for the sake of doing things and not for the sake of furthering my career or having it being related to my career or continuing to talk about it. What I mean essentially is to really detach yourself from the online world. Because I know that when we get really sucked into this social media world, it feels like it's we are engulfed in it. And it has its own lingo, you know, being the creator economy has its own lingo and you feel like you're just in your own world and you couldn't relate to your old friends from another world. But really, I think it's so important to step out of this world from time to time. And for me, the type of enjoyment that I get from things outside of my career, number one is food. And in particular, I just, I love sushi. So I really take the time for myself to just go get sushi meals. I will always prioritize that because it brings me immense joy and it has absolutely nothing to do with my my business, my career or anything like that. Another kind of funny thing that I've gotten into is I like to watch YouTube videos about off-grid living. <laughs> I guess I find comfort in knowing that these other people can really build their whole lives around being off-grid and because everything I do is about being online. And so I love watching these YouTube videos about people building homes and stuff and making their own veg, like planting their own vegetables and then making pickles from their own vegetables. And for some reason, mentally, it just gives me so much comfort. And so that is what I watch sometimes in my downtime. And yeah, so if you're in a situation similar to mine where you feel a sense of anxiety from constantly needing to be online, I would suggest you to find something outside of that online world that brings you joy and it's totally unrelated and just always give yourself some time to do those things that bring you joy outside of social media. Again, I feel so ridiculous saying this because I had an entire life before social media came along and I was totally fine, but I know how it feels to be so involved with the online world and feel like this is everything. And so I wanted to include this in here in case anybody feels the same anxiety. And that pretty much sums up what I think is a healthy way to approach burnout and to recover from burnout. 
And to summarize it very quickly is just to allow yourself to take short breaks when you need to. When you take those breaks, really take that break. Shut off completely. And potentially finding a way to create periods where you show up more, seasons where you show up less. Find a sustainable content format that you can create consistently that doesn't burn you out. Outsource when you can. Find joy in things that aren't related to your online presence. And also just to meditate and talk to a therapist or talk to other people who can understand what you're going through. This is what my husband said. He told me to stop trying to do so much and that I need to take a break so that I can keep going. If I just burn myself out completely, then I won't even be able to have a business to go on with. So if you can just take a rest for a little bit, you can go further and do more from here. And I thought that was very wise. And while it is hard for me to take his suggestions and listen to them, but he is absolutely right. And so if you are currently experiencing burnout or you are exhausted, then I would really urge you to find the right balance for you and see how you can make this entire process more enjoyable for you. Prioritize your mental wellness, and then from there, you can get back into it stronger than before and really build a sustainable business. I hope this episode was helpful for you, and I'm not sure who really needed to hear this, but I just know that I must not be alone in this sort of burnout experience, and so I wanted to talk about it fully and just cover everything that I felt in the last few weeks and the things that I did to kind of recover, and um, let me know what you thought about this second influencer therapy session and if you want to hear more of things like this and i do want to say thank you for hearing me out and it feels like it really was a therapy session for myself (laughs) but i'm sure it will help somebody else as well thanks again for tuning in to the full-time influencer podcast if you enjoyed this episode share it with someone who could benefit from it and i'll see you in the next one